Blog Talk Radio. All right, all right. Good evening. Good evening, everybody. We are back here again for Tuesday night Bible study here at Praise Tabernacle Church. And we are so grateful to God. We're honored for another opportunity to come before you, whether you're listening, uh, eating your dinner, listening while you're working, uh, whatever it is. We just thank you so much for tuning in, and thank you so much for being a supporter of Praise Tabernacle Church. And uh, we have a have a great teacher, as always. I think I heard Elder, Elder Oliver say numerous times, this is the best that we have to offer. We we don't we're not doing anything second class. Uh we bring in the best that the Praise Tabernacle has to offer and uh we just just thank God for the leadership team. We thank God for those that are working in the vineyard with us. Amen. And we uh, as the pastor I'm just, just grateful that I have good help. Have good help. As a matter of fact have great help. Uh a group of people that are willing and obedient. You know, you can be obedient and not be willing. Uh, you know, some of us that have children, they they may be obedient, but are they willing? Are they willing and obedient? So I'm grateful to have a group of people, uh, lovely family people that are willing and obedient on tonight. So I'm going to say a quick word of prayer, and after that we'll introduce our teacher, Someone I'm very fond of, someone I know. I've been knowing now over 20-something years. I know her know her personally. As a matter of fact, know her better than I know anybody else. So, Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we just thank you. Thank you for the opportunity on the night to come before your people, those that are tuning in all over the country, all over the world, that uh, we, we are believing and know by faith that this will be a blessing to everyone that's listening, everyone that's tuned in on tonight. And we glorify you, we magnify you, we ask that you bless the speaker, uh, the message and the messenger and the panel. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce you to my lovely wife, Lady Pamela Zachary. God bless you. Amen. Good evening. Good evening, everyone. I hope everybody had an amazing, um, an amazing day. Um, just so grateful y'all pray for me tonight. I hope my voice holds up. Um, so I know my team is here to, to help me out. So I don't have to have to talk too much. Amen. I thank God for the opportunity, um, to give a word on tonight, uh, through Bible study. Thank God for Elder Oliver and his family, and Minister Tobert, his family, everybody that's on the panel. But um, this message on tonight, I, I pray that it blesses you. It is so much in this particular um, passage of scripture, and I'm pretty sure everybody, not just everybody on the panel, but I'm pretty sure everybody that's listening can attest to um, what we're going to deal with on tonight. And maybe, well, maybe you haven't or you know someone that has dealt with this um, this situation that we're going to be dealing with on tonight. So y'all just uh, keep me in your prayers, and let's go ahead and get into the message. So um, I will be coming from Genesis, the 37th chapter, 
Um, I'm going to start at verse number 1 through 11. The whole chapter is good. Um, so for time's sake, um, if we have time, we'll move, we'll move a little further. But I'll be reading from Genesis chapter 37, verses 1 through 11. <clears throat> okay, and Jacob dwelt in the land wherein his father was a stranger in the land of Canaan. There, these are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brethren, and the lad was with the sons of Belhai and with the sons of Zelphi. I think I'm saying these names right. Y'all pray for me. His father's wives. And Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. Now, Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably of him. And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it his brethren, <clears throat> and they hated him yet the more. And he said unto them, Here I pray you this dream which I have dreamed. For behold, we were binding the sheaves in the field, and lo, my shelf arose and also stood upright, and behold, your sheaves stood round about and made um, obedient to my sheep shelf. And his brethren said to him, <clears throat> Shalt thou indeed reign over us, or shalt thou indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him yet the more, and his dreams, and his words. And he dreamed yet another dream, and told it his brethren, and said, Behold, I have dreamed a dream more. And behold, the sun of the moon and the eleven stars made obedient to me. And he told it to his father and to his brethren. And his father rebuked him and said unto him, What is this dream that thou hast dreamed? Shall I and thy mother and thy brethren indeed come to bow down ourselves to thee, to the earth? And his brethren envied him, but his father observed the saying. I know that was a lot of reading, but my topic on tonight, what I'll be dealing with, is very simple. We're going to deal with Joseph, jealousy, and a dysfunctional family. Jacob, Joseph, and a dysfunctional family. So just a little bit, we're going to deal with Jacob first. Um, Jacob was a twin to Esau, okay? So we know that Jacob got the name heel catcher because he was, uh, he was holding on, gasping to his brother's heel um, when they were being born. The Bible tells us that they struggled together in Rebecca, which was their mom, in her womb, okay? With Jacob, Jacob also cheated Esau of their, from, their, from their father, their blind father, um, which the, the, when I was reading it, it said deathbed blessings, which was his birthright by impersonating him, which was prompt by his mother. Let's just start right there. You would think that Joseph that, that Joseph would have learned 
from this situation, okay? Not not that situation, but sometimes curses can go can be passed down, and sometimes you have to, you know, even as as children like me, I'm 40 years old, but there are things that I that I've seen and that I know, and I, you know, with my own eyes, that I have it was generational curses that I had to break. I had 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 to break them. So this is what's going on, and we're going to go ahead, and I'm going to start at verse number three. Um, where we're going to start talking about Joseph, okay? So verse number three says, Now Israel Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. I was listening to a preacher, and he said, first of all, it's going to be a dysfunction if you're trying to have a child in your old age. Now, y'all, I, I didn't say it. I'm just, I'm just repeating what I what I heard, okay? So um, he was the son of his old age, and he made him a coat of many colors. Now, this coat, as I was studying and reading this, this coat was to distinguish him, to separate him from the others. Why? Because Joseph, Joseph was Jacob's, that was his favorite, okay? And he was old, his old age when he had him. So Joseph, um, at this point, uh, it was to the point to where you have to use your imagination and y'all, y'all, y'all bear with me. Use your imagination to where you've been waiting so long. And I know that our pastor did a, uh, my husband, he did a, a Bible study talking about, you know, we did about Abraham and Sarah. So imagine waiting so long for the woman that you love. Um, and, and, and Joseph had, he, he dealt with, with karma. Okay. So um, anyway, so he had to wait all this long to have, have this son, and now, um, you know, he has a son with his beautiful wife, um, Rachel, which was Rachel, and she was barren. She couldn't, have, she couldn't have children. So now you don't just have a child, but you have a son, have, have a son, okay? So it brought on favoritism. And to the parents, I hope I'm not moving too fast. <clears throat> but to the parents, you have to be careful of how you deal with your children, how you talk to each one, how you spend time with the other one, or how you're always buying this one something because they're the baby or they're the middle child or they're the firstborn child. You have to be careful. That's where the dysfunction comes in of our topic. The dysfunction came in when the favoritism came when when Joseph was born, okay? My my opinion is with the brother with the brothers, they didn't just automatically hate Joseph, but because they saw that their father, as the scripture says, as they saw their father favored Joseph, then that's when the feelings came in. Think about with our children. Think about with our children. Um, I don't I don't do it on purpose, but sometimes if you know the baby, his school is right beside <clears throat> is right beside Dollar Tree. And if you ask him where his school is, I think I've shared this before. If you ask him where his school is, he's gonna say his school is at the Dollar Tree, but it's not. It's right beside there. So I'll take him, and I'm like, okay, come on, Papa, you can get whatever you want. And then my other spoiled son, which is my 11 year old. He's like, I'm not going to get nothing. And I'm like, no, boy, it's your big old self. 
but we have to be careful because once kids get older, they remember, well, mama, I, I never had a birthday. Well, daddy, he, he never did this. So we have to be careful of how we act in front of our children and how we treat our children. Amen. So I'm, is anybody want to comment so far? Get my throat break. All right. Well, we'll move right along. Oh, I heard somebody unmute. I thought they was going to say something. <laughs> okay. Okay, so Joseph said, um, when Joseph, let's, let's read the scripture. Okay, so verse number four says, and when his brethren saw that their, that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. That is very, 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 very important. Okay, when you go into the presence of someone and you can't speak peaceably unto them, then that's when you have to start checking yourself. You have to check your mind, your mindset. You have to check your heart. Go back, and I'm not just talking about this this particular scripture, but just in life. Period. If you can't stand to be in the presence of someone, so you you can't even say, "Hey, how you doing?" because you have these ill feelings or you, you know, well, I'm saved, thank God, praise the Lord, but not knowing that you have hatred in your heart, okay? We have, we have to check that. And verse number five, um, well, does anybody want to come in before, before I, I, go, I go on? Uh, this is um, Kisa. I just want to make um, a, a slight comment to um, something you said previously about favoritism um, so in, in my household, um, everybody says that I have a favorite, um, and it's not that she's my favorite. She's been through the most, and she just shows so much um, uh, strength in all that she goes through. So she gets more, and she's more responsible. So it, it may look like she's being favored, but she's, she I go above and beyond because she she doesn't give me issues and she goes through a lot of stuff that, you know, other people can't handle. So when I was looking at this with Joseph and his brothers, um, you know, being that Rachel um, was barren. So by, by Joseph coming along, I'm sure his father, because he loved Rachel so much, um, maybe there was some type of, favoritism in there and that's why you know maybe the brothers were hating like okay you you're doing too much for him and and then here he comes with his dreams so I just wanted to add that in there I know you're about to go to the next part but sometimes (laughs) I don't think we mean to show favoritism but it's it it just kind of like slips in there but Mm -hmm. I think it happens a lot And I'm gonna be quiet. Amen. 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 That's, that's, Amen. That's, that's, go ahead. Can I, can I can I comment too? <laughs> go ahead, of course. Yeah. Was that Sister Oliver? Yes. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That. <clears throat> these are some great points so far. Um, a lot of times, and me and my wife, we just we was just talking to one of our children. Uh, just had a little family meeting. That's a couple of days ago, 
just to discuss, uh, you know, just, you know, to have a talk with our with one of our children. And it's so important, first of all, that we as parents keep an open door. Um, I told my child, I said, well, I, I was sort of offended that someone from the school, you know, had to had to reach out to me, you know, nothing major, but just, you know, a little minor concern, you know, regarding one of my children. And I, and I told my child, you know, as, as a father and the way that I try to uh, not even try the way I am with them, and there's never any need for my children to have to seek, you know, the opinion or uh, seek to have to talk to someone else without coming to to me and my wife first. And it wasn't a like I said, it wasn't anything major, but I just wanted to take that time because most of the most of the folks here in, in our area, especially in our school system, they know us. They know us personally. And when when something just seemingly maybe out of character with one of our children or something like that, you know, we get phone calls and because everyone for the most part know us from the high school down to uh, the babies, you know, the babies pre-K. So, I mean, we are very, you know, we are very hands-on in our community, but it was, we want to take the time with this child just to, Reinform or, or uh, just remind that they are special to us. You know, we love them, we care about them, and they are important. Uh, their feelings are important. And as a father, I took the time to remind them of the family status, uh, the family uh, belief system, the family uh, pride and and um what we stand for as a family and what we will accept and what we won't accept and a lot of times in, in families uh especially our community <coughs> excuse me there's no father there to set the guidelines to set what the status is uh for the family what what the, the pride or the proud <clears throat> the proudness of the family and the honor of the family. And in a lot of cases, it's the mother that's doing everything. And there's no way there was only one immaculate conception, uh, and that was with Mary. So in other words, everybody else there, it took two to tango. So it's important to any of the fathers that are listening tonight that you play an important role because it's easy for a child whether you do it by mistake or you do it on purpose, to feel left out. So I gave a couple of examples to to my child and say, well, this is what daddy did, this is what I did specifically for you because I don't ever want you to feel that your daddy don't care or that you're not special to me. So, uh, baby, you're going to probably have to do part two, three, and four because I already know these, these subjects like this, is, is really, I mean, it touches all of us. It touches all of us. And just last night, I think it was last night, no, it was Sunday, me and my wife, we went to the Hawks game. Thank you, Elder Oliver, Sister Oliver, for the Hawks tickets. But we went to the Hawks game, and before then we had dinner. 
Uh, and I, I even shared with her, I know what it's like not getting anything on my birthday and not getting a present and different things like that and having uh, my baby sister, <clears throat> Shan, uh, she got, you know, gifts and she had a great, a great and awesome godmother that took care of her, and I didn't have that. So, you know, I know what it's like to, you know, have these different things and then have these different feelings. And if you're not careful, you they it can be dealt with the wrong way. So, all right, let me be quiet. All right, uh, that's it. That's it. That's good. Any Anyone else? <clears throat> okay. And I just wanted to kind of piggyback off of um, what Lady Oliver was saying. Um, I can relate to that. It's not as on a, you know, uh, it's kind of like a, a well, I won't say broader scale, but with my son, Ozzy, everybody know that Ozzy is, 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 is a mama's boy. And I can relate um, to that. He has that extra, that extra special attention um, because when he was, when he was younger, when I was getting ready to <clears throat> go to work, cause I was stay home mom all these years um, and just doing those things as a, as a, a um a homemaker and a housewife so once he got to the the age um to where he could go to pre-k um i put him in pre-k because he was so attached he was so attached when i say attached i'm cooking i'm washing dishes and mamas y'all know them babies they they rubbing their ear and they hand either somewhere on your leg in your socks in your pocket they going under your gown under your shirt he was he was that child so once he got put in um, pre-K, they, you know, they was like, well, you know, about his speech, long story short. So I was just like, well, he's three. You know, he's he's talking like a, like a three-year-old, um, but he had to start speech therapy. And you'll never know it unless you, you know, you, you won't know it. Even if you talk to him, you, you won't know it. But as a mother, um, and only a mother can really relate to this. Um, being a stay-at-home mom, I was like, well, God, maybe I should have just waited, and I just felt so bad, and it was like, the Lord was like, ain't nothing you could have done about that. So he just, it's like, that's my special child. He be special sometimes, for real. He acts special. But um, I can I can relate to that because all of my other children, I looked at them like, y'all good. You know, this boy, he, he had his, his situation. So um, it goes back to, you know, just, just be careful, um, just be careful. And, and my husband, and this would be a part two and three, but my husband, he's so mindful when it comes down to all of us, even me. Of course, I'm his wife, but um, even when it comes down to me as well, but we were, we were out, of, out of town, and I'm just sharing this, you know, family. Uh, we were out of town, and Pamela decided that she wanted to sleep instead of going shopping she didn't have a clue what we were doing but being at my husband he noticed that and he was like you know come on let's go he took her to go get whatever she got because he didn't want her to feel left out but we have to be careful because there are parents out there to where you are doing these things on purpose you're doing these things deliberately and one thing that you never want to do and well before I say what I'm going to say I want to say this um, my husband made, I think that was him or either Lady Oliver, but on Sunday, Elder Oliver, the message was so good. I've, I've been talking about this message. I said, I don't know what y'all wives are feeding y'all or 
what's going on, but these messages have been just, I mean, just right on, right on time. But he was um, something that stood out. He was like, as a, his, as the head of his household, you know, you if if I don't if I don't stay prayed up, if if I don't do those things of God, then my family, my your your fam your your family is is depending is depending on you. And um, it's not just a blood father, like, oh, yeah, this is my biological. No, that's for father, stepfather. If you are a child of God, you are leading by example, and that's where we mess up. You cannot say, and this is another thing, and it's still in our, it's still in our message because we're dealing with <clears throat> the dysfunctional part of the family, and it's dysfunctional because of Jacob. Jacob calls these things to happen. Why? Because he's the, that he's their father. You got all these children by the different wives, whatever. But you caused this. You are the problem. You were the man that caused these issues um, in this in this family. So, as husbands, as fathers, as men of God, you can't say, "Well, do as I say and not as I do." Your children, your stepchildren. Your cousins, your your nieces, your nephews, they're going to look at like, oh, okay, all right. Well, when you start doing it, then you come talk to me. But that stood out to me when elders said that on Sunday because a lot of a lot of fathers, because they are the male figure in the house, they just think they can do what they want, but not understanding that, hey, you're the one that can cause this family to stand or you can cause this family to fall based on your actions. And then there's a side note, you can't, some children, they're going to do what they want to do, whether if you love them, shelter them, feed them, clothe them, buy buy them whatever they want. There are some children that's not going to honor and obey their parents. That just is is what it is, okay? All right, let's go ahead and move on. But one part that I want to bring out is in verse number 2. When it's talking about the generations of Jacob, let's um, the end part here. Um, it says that the sons of Zelphi, his father's wives, and Joseph brought unto his father their evil, their evil report. Kind of like a tallyteller, because I think at this point, this point, and y'all can correct me if I'm wrong. At this point, Joseph, he, you know, he, he's the baby. Benjamin, he hasn't. He hasn't been born yet, okay? Well, I won't even get into that. That's a good stuff. Okay, so um, can you imagine this this brother that you don't like? Now your daddy is sending you to go check on them and see what they're doing. So <laughs> uh, Jacob sent, um, sent him to check on um, his brother's conduct. They were doing things that would displease the father, which was Jacob. But Joseph wouldn't participate because he had a Joseph was he had a pure heart. He was a youngin. He had a pure heart, a pure will, but his brothers took it as pride, okay? And it wasn't. Okay? And we know that from we we already read verse number three. Okay? So, um and, and it wasn't it what they it wasn't what they thought it was. So understand people even in life <laughs> People will take your principles as pride. It's not pride. It's just not, it's just, I'm not going to let my guard down and act a fool with you. And now, you know, like I tell my children, always do the right thing, even when there is no one watching. 
and something that Deacon Stanton said, um, it may have been a few years ago, and he said, I don't remember what he said he got it from or heard it from or whatever, but he said, when you're doing something and you got to look over your shoulder to make sure that no one's watching, you're more than likely doing the wrong thing. You're more than likely doing the wrong thing. So when Joseph came back and gave the report of the, the evil things that they were doing, you know, it's like being a telltale. Y'all that have children, you know that one <laughs> that's going to always come and tell you what everybody doing. That's my baby boy. That's that's Papa. Papa coming in, who's like, oh, they doing this. Uh, Pamela doing that. I said, what you doing? You tell me what you doing because, he, you know, he he's the baby. So um, that's what I thought about when I, when I read this particular um, um, verse. Um, so understand that people will take your principle as pride because you don't because you don't do what they do. Be secure in yourself, okay? The, your, don't let people's definition of you put you in a box. Sometimes you got to pat yourself on the back. Uh, Elder Elder Oliver once again spoke the message on about David. Sometimes you have to encourage yourself, even when it gets overwhelming, even with your even with your children. It gets overwhelming because kids, you may have babies right now, but when kids get older, as my husband was stating, as, I mean, he can remember things, I can remember things. As a child, we remember, even those that's on the panel, I'm pretty sure y'all remember the good and the bad that happened in your, that happened in your family. And that came from whether it was mama, daddy, stepmama, stepdad, whoever, you remember what, what went on, Okay. So just be, be be secure and you know have that have that Joseph pride. <laughs> have that have that Joseph pride, but the dysfunction came from the head. Okay? And we have to be careful of how we carry our even being leaders and not just leaders, just being a believer in Christ. Okay? So I think it's seven thirty now and I'm gonna turn this part um over to my husband. Amen. All right, all right. Thank you, thank you uh, to my lovely wife. Doing a great job on tonight. Listen, I, we we just want to do just a little special uh, thing on tonight with same offering, same things we normally do. But I just want to take a moment right here and uh, express my gratitude to Extended Arms. Uh, to the Extended Arms Ministry, in particular, uh, Elder and Sister Oliver, we had a we had a family uh, that was in dire need over the weekend. I think it may have started Friday night, where we got a notice, we got a text uh, concerning the family that uh, it was a mother, a mother and two daughters, two babies, uh, well, two young children that were homeless and sleeping in their car. And I uh, passed the information on. I was able to talk to the mother and uh, pass the information on to Elder and Sister Oliver. And I tell you what, those young people, they, I mean, they took flight. They took flight. I called and asked if Extended Arms could assist with this and maybe do a portion or what have you or however 
uh, we could could help, and they they took it and they ran with it. Uh, that started, I think, Friday night. Uh, Saturday went into Saturday, where we was. I know I was running all around uh, <laughs> going at County like a chicken with my head cut off, uh, chicken with his head cut off, just trying to find. Uh, you know, shelters and different things like that to assist this family, uh, along with the Olivers making phone calls. And, I mean, we was doing trying to find uh, just the best way that we could assist this mother and two children. And then all day, pretty much all day Sunday after service, uh, the Olivers took note and took, took, the, took the, the bull by the head, as they would say, and really stretched, and I just want to uh, personally thank them. Those when me and my wife definitely we wasn't available to to do it. They, I mean, they just stepped right in, and I just want to personally thank them. I'll probably say more about it Sunday um, about what 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 happened. But I just, you know, extended arms is something that God gave me a few years ago, and then it kind of died out. Uh, when COVID hit and we've taken it back up and we have been doing, I mean, it's like monthly we've been doing so much outreach and most of it don't even get talked about. Uh, most of it we don't don't even promote, don't even say nothing about it. But I just want to thank all of you that has been supporting Extended Arms, especially financially. Um, money meets all purposes and God knows we, we all need money. Um, so for those of you that's been given on Tuesday nights, uh, specifically to extended arms, I just want to say thank you. And for those that may be thinking about giving or what does extended arms do, it's our outreach to the community. It's what we do as we, as a church family, a small church but a huge ministry. It's what we do in supporting not just our local church but our community. And I believe as a pastor, I believe your church ought to affect the community. And that's what we have had a, I mean, we've done that from day one. It's always been about community. And tonight I'm just asking for those that can, uh, you know, just pray about it. But if you would be willing to sow a special seed, you know, whatever the Lord lays on your heart, uh, to extended arms on tonight, and you can do that by cash out. And that's dollar sign E-A ministry. Once again, dollar sign E-A ministry. And I tell you what, may the Lord bless you real good if you're able to do so. Also, our local church, if you don't want to give anything or the Lord lays on your heart to, to plant a seed into our local church, and I got another call today. And I had to reach out to the CFO of our church and told him, you know, if extended arms had not extended so much over the past few days, and I'm, I'm not just talking about twenty or thirty dollars, I ain't even talking about three, four hundred dollars. I'm, I'm saying extended. So if uh, today we got a call from another family that needed, just needed some assistance, and I didn't, I would not uh, reach back out to extended arms because I know what we had already did. But I contacted our CFO, uh, Deacon Lee Stanton, and I said, because of what Extended Arms did, I loved if the church uh, is able to do this for this other family. And Deacon Stanton responded swiftly, 
Yes, sir, Pastor. We'll take care of it. So I just, I tell you, I mean, you know, it's a pleasure. It's an honor and a pleasure. It's a privilege to serve with so great a group of people. And thank you all so much for your support. Uh, those that would like to plant a seed with uh, our local church, Praise Tabernacle, it's dollar sign PTC 877. Once again, dollar sign PTC 877. I got me and my wife got a, and I'll be through, me and my wife got a phone, got a text earlier this morning. Uh, one of the members uh, had an envelope from a supporter, not even a member of our church. A member of the church had a had an envelope from one of our supporters, one of our online supporters. And she said, well, Pastor, you know, if, if it's okay, I would like to drop this envelope off to you guys, you know, and put it in you guys' mailbox and put it in the door and, by the time I got home, I saw the envelope, and a lady, like I said, is not even a member of our church, but a supporter of the church, gave us a nice, a generous offering on the day, and I'll be turning that in on Sunday morning. So I t- I, we're just grateful. We're thankful to God, and during this time of the year, so many are uh, dealing with different issues, but we thank God for his favor. So, Father, we just thank you for this offering. Bless your people. Return it to them, not many days hence. In Jesus' name, amen. Baby, the service is back into your hands. God bless. Amen. Amen. All right. I hope you all are being blessed by this about Jacob. Um, And uh, one thing else that I want to bring out about Jacob is um, be careful of, of what you do. You know, people say, oh, it's karma. Oh, karma's going to come back. But, no, the Bible talks about reaping and sowing. Oh, you're going to reap what you sow. Not only is that something bad, but that's also something good as well. And I was reading this, and I, I just got tickled. And I was I was thinking, I said, okay, Jacob, you, I mean, Joseph, um, you know, being that he was waiting to marry Rachel. And these J's, y'all, these names, Jacob, Joseph, they, I keep getting them mixed up. But Joseph... <laughs> um, well, with Jacob, how he was waiting, um, you know, uh, to do whatever he was with, how he was uh, married to Rebecca, and um, and how they, uh, you know, his with his twin Esau, and once we get to that, you will see that it can be a good thing because Esau, you would think when he saw Jacob, oh, that he was gonna be ready to to, to tarry into him. But that's not how it went. And then, um, baby, you can – I keep getting these J's mixed up. Um, but it was um, – uh, yeah, Jacob, he was waiting to marry Rachel. Um, and his uncle, I believe, you know, prom- I mean, pretty much promised him, okay, seven years, do what you do, whatever, whatever. But, you know, he had to settle for Leah, but he wanted Rachel. So now your uncle, you got to read what you saw. He tricked you. He tricked you like you like – you- Trick, you know, trick, trick your father. Um, so just be careful. Be careful of what you do because there are no thing, nothing is unseen from the presence of God. Okay. So let's go ahead and move on because I don't have that long and I'll be done. Okay. Verse number, um, verse number four, verse number three and four. Now Israel loved Jacob more than all his children because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a coat of many colors. When I was reading about this coat, um, just to sum it up a little bit, I said, can you imagine, because it was talking about a tonic, 
um, tonic, which is it's a it's a long the long draping type um, coat, and it 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 flows it's, it it flows. And I thought about I thought of a wedding dress that kind of have that extra train back there. It kind of flows. That's just my imagination. Um, and the description that they gave, um, you know, gave of this particular um, coat. But can you imagine with Joseph walking around? And he's, you know, not on purpose, but it's in his. And he has this this amazing, immaculate jacket, this this coat on, and he's just he's he's honoring it. He's glad to have it. It's like when we buy our children things, you know, if it's something that they well they ask for it if they did it, but if it's something that's going to stand out, they love that. They they eat that up. And in his old age, and um, in Jacob's old age, like we were saying early. Earlier, he finally gets this baby from his wife, Rachel, who couldn't have children. But this coat, as I already talked about, you know, was long, flowing. So anything he, anything he did was going to annoy his brothers, okay? Um, can you imagine that? Just use your imagination. Can you imagine how they felt, their daddy? Like, wait a minute, we've been here all this time, okay? But at the end of the day, Jacob calls this dysfunction to go on in his family. If there's anything that's dysfunctional, and the meaning of dysfunctional is not operating normally or properly, always something, if things like things are never going right, it's a, it's a dysfunction. The, and the husband, the wife, the children, the dog, as my husband likes to say, the cat, not you, is things are not operating normally, so you have to step back and say, we have to get this together and what is causing these problems to go on in my house. So as I said earlier, be careful, parents, of what you do say and act with your children. And never, never compare your children because they are not the same. Don't compare your oldest to the baby. Don't compare the middle girl or your middle son to the last child. So just be careful of what we do, okay? And something that came out of that um, that I wrote down, even with that situation with Jacob, he favored him, and the favoritism, of course, came from Jacob. But because of Jacob's favoritism for Joseph, that still did it. Stop, and we'll learn about that later. That still didn't stop God's favor. That was a child. He didn't ask for his father to do those things. Okay. Does anybody else have any questions before we move on, or any comments? I'm sorry. I, I just want to add in there when you talk about dysfunction. Um, I was looking. If you go back to Rachel and her sister Leah, um, they had dysfunction and. You know, Leah kept having babies. Rachel couldn't have babies. So Jacob was showing favoritism to Rachel. And so it started with the sisters, too. So it was like a like a generational thing. Like, uh, of course, the siblings saw when, you know, when Leah started having children, I'm sure they saw the difference with Rachel's kids. So it, it, it seems like it started – a lot with, you know, Jacob as well as with Leah and Rachel and the whole dysfunctional situation they had going on. Yes. Just wanted to add that. 
I, I, that that was good. That was good. Let's let's go even farther back. I mean, what what we're already dealing with on family night, <laughs> Abraham and Sarah, and and with you know Hagar, and then you know the last two, last couple of we even got to it yet. We're dealing with Ishmael and Isaac. So you know Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. So it, it's a family. And even before then, I mean, if you just really want to go back almost to the beginning, I mean, you can see <laughs> the issues in the family. You know, that's why I talk about family so much. And, and we deal with family just so much because I've always said this, if you've got strong families, if you have strong families, you're going to have a strong church. If you've got strong families, you're going to have a strong community. It's the families that make up the church. It's the families that make up the community. And even though I grew up in a in a neighborhood that was, uh, you know, drug infested and different things like that, we still had elderly. We still had strong men that we could look up to that, and strong women that we had that we could look up to and admire and pattern ourselves. And we had. Um, business owners that come out of Linwood Park. We got, you know, NFL play. I mean, we, you know, as, as bad as it may have seemed, we still had some productive things and productive people to come out of our neighborhood. So it's important if you can build strong families, if you can build strong families, you can build a strong church. And it doesn't, and, and I'm not talking about a strong church meaning you got a thousand members. No. Give me 20 people. Give me 20, 20 folks with four, four strong families, and we got a total of 20 of us. And I tell you what, we can do some great things. We can do some life-changing things because if you've got great families, you're going to automatically infect your school system. You're going to affect your, your, your community. You're going to affect the jobs in your area. You're going to affect other things, uh, the recreation centers. I mean, I can, I can count them numerous men that made an impact in my life when I was growing up in Lua Park, just being at the rec center, strong black men that had strong families. So, like I say, we can talk about this every Tuesday night because it hits home. It hits home for all of us. And even tonight, some of us are thinking of some positive things, but then we also there's some negative things that are crossing our mind, like my wife said earlier, that, that's concerning our families, our upbringing. So this is real good. I do have a comment also, um, ladies, actually, before you move forward. So I just wanted to say that every time I think that I have this parent thing in the bag, whether it's a, a life situation with one of my children or it's just a, a word from Bible study. It just always gives me a reminder that there is more to learn and grow as a as a parent and as a person as a whole. And this also brings me back to my childhood because for whatever reason, I was, quote, unquote, the favorite. And that was when I was at home with my mother, and that was when I was at my dad's house. So I was always, you know, said to be that favorite, and they would say because, I just didn't give them any trouble. I did what I was supposed to do. I had good grades. I didn't come back, et cetera. And so I just want to say that as parents, we have to 
pay attention to those things when there is mean or, you know, hateful things that are going on in our house around our children because when that happens, it proceeds into the adulthood sometimes. And I know that for a fact because even now, by me being over 30, my siblings still say things to me now that are just rude. Like, you know, right. and not, not to go too far into it, but, um, but you know, a, a lot of you, I know that chaos is, you know, worldwide, and I, I am married. I've been married to my husband now for almost 12 years. We have four children. And okay, I want to okay. say about maybe two years, I'm sorry, y'all, I'm trying to calm this one down. I want to say about two years or so ago, um, my siblings had a thread. And if I'm not mistaken, they put it on social media. They put it on Facebook. And the thread, they were they were uh, giving me middle names on the thread. So it would be like, Charmaine, I keep popping them out covert. Charmaine, I got all these kids covert. Who in their right <laughs> mind says something rude or makes a joke, especially probably about a married woman. Who? Right. Right. So, you know, that's just to say that, yeah, there were some things when we were growing up. One second, please. When we were growing up as kids that were not right, but it didn't end there because nobody came in and corrected it. Nobody came in and said, hey, y'all cut that out or whatever the case may be to why they felt that I was the favorite. Nobody came in and defended me then. So now at my grown age, I'm going to defend myself because who are you talking to? So, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things to where one of those things to where we have to be careful and pay attention as parents. I understand we're all busy. I understand sometimes right now you want them to get at your face, but we have to be mindful and pay attention to what's going on because it doesn't end. There are times even now as an adult when I have good news and I feel like, I want to share with my siblings because those should be some of my first best friends, right? But now I right. know y'all always got something to say, and I can't share nothing with y'all. So, you right. know, we just have to pay attention and be, be mindful so that we could stop those, those things from happening. And I'm a, I'm a hush, and I hope y'all heard me because Cam is being Cam. <laughs> we, heard, we heard you. That's good. That's good. That's, that's real good. And to piggyback to off what you said as well, um, Sister Tober, as far as like being you, you have you have to be careful um with those things and like you said and I had and I wrote and I wrote this down, you know, like you said, certain things you wanna share with family with sisters, with brothers, with family, period. But in this in verses five through eight, you have to be careful of who you share your dreams with. You know, you you have you have to be you have to be careful of the things that you share because while you're so excited and this still comes from being dysfunctional. We we meet dysfunctional people <laughs> as the not talking about family, but some some persons is just they just just thrown out they're dysfunctional because they didn't handle situations and things haven't been addressed and it will cause you to mental breakdowns are real. Stress attacks are real. People that deal with anxiety, those things are real because you get so overwhelmed about thinking those things that how it used to be, and those things have 
never have never been addressed. And you have to be careful. And I know for time's sake we're not we're not gonna have a lot of time, but um <clears throat> and I'll just pick it back up next time. But um that's that's very good and I'm glad that, you know, that you shared that with, with us tonight because you have to be careful of things that you share because you're all excited. You want to tell them about your vacations. You want to tell them about the great things that's going on in your marriage. You want to share of how you are being blessed and you got this, the house, the car. And not only that, just having good health and your children are doing well. Some people do not want to hear that. It does not matter if it's family. Sometimes your church family can be closer to you than your blood family. And sometimes that's just, that's just how it is. And with Sister Oliver, when you were talking about Leah and Rachel, I wrote on my notes, I have Leah-Rachel, and I have like a, like a rainbow. And on the top of that rainbow, I put on there, dysfunctional, I got your man. <laughs> oh, oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh-oh, Uh-oh. y'all starring stuff now. Y'all starring stuff. I got your man. When you said that, I was like, oh, my God, where is it? I know I wrote it down. So I have Leah-Rachel-Dysfunctional, like I said, with like an arrow, but it's like a rainbow. And on there it says, I got your man. That was your sister. That was your sister. And you can have children. So, oh, yeah, let me give them another one. Oh, I got another. Oh, you still waiting? Okay, you know, I'm just saying. I know they didn't talk like that. And he wanted her first. He worked seven years for for Rachel and had to get the first daughter first. And I'm like, he's probably like, that's not who I wanted. But he went through all of that to get to the woman he wanted, and he could, she couldn't even have children. So the big sister yes. just picking, just picking and picking. Yes. Just being, and I'm sure Rachel was envious of her sister having all these kids by the man that she loved. So yes. that's that's dysfunction. Yes. That is uh oh uh oh, and then Rachel, <laughs> I was just like, you know, she's probably like, well, you're really not who he wants to be with, so go ahead and have exactly. your fun. But <laughs> at the end of the day, he loves me more. Yeah, he right. He's with you, but he loves me. When he with you, he's thinking about me. Lord, okay. Anyway, uh, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Hey, what a me in that? What a brother in that? What a brother in that? <laughs> okay. I was going to try to remain silent. Oh. I was really going to try to remain silent. <laughs> Come but, on, Oliver. Then, Come on, well, Oliver. I'm going to make a comment, and I'm not. I'm going to stay away from the dysfunctional with the women, um, just because it is what it is. Um, you don't hear that with men. You just don't hear that with men, the dysfunction. But what I wanted to think back on is something that I guess I, I struggle with um, a little bit. And, and I, Pastor, you, you had talked about when you were growing up being in dysfunctional families, but you still came out strong. Um, these kids today couldn't handle what we had to handle. And it seems like to me, it's just my opinion. Um, I don't have, I, I don't, sometimes I don't even know what I'm doing. But what is normal for me as growing up 
and it was dysfunctional. And I, I'm told by my brothers that I'm, I'm the baby, so I was the favorite. I still get that to this day. Um, but these kids today, and I say we have to be careful and mindful, but it's just like the smallest thing creates the most dysfunction. Um, if your kids do something wrong and you chastise them, but your other kid makes the honor roll and you reward them, we got to be careful by the one we chastise because you don't want to show favoritism. And yet mm. when real life right. happens and, and the good. authority comes to them, then it's like, well, what happened? Well, they never was disciplined. Because we did try to discipline everybody the same, and everything is different. But when it comes to when they get in the real world, it's not different. It's the same. And if you do something that you ain't supposed to do, then you got to deal with those consequences. It ain't got nothing to do with your parents. But if you don't discipline them the correct way or handle certain things the correct way, because this is the actions that they're giving you, and I'm hearing more and more, um, this is just an opinion. I don't know. Um, it's just like we make excuses for behavior, and then we have to check ourselves as parents. But we all around, I'm, except for Sister Toba, about the same age, but I'm the only one in the 50. But at the same time, we all come from the same boom. You didn't talk back to your parents. You didn't do certain <laughs> things. But yet today, right. and then the kids give an excuse why they're doing what they're doing. And they know that they can feed off of that. And now we got to go through the whole tiptoe around the reality of being disciplinaries. And then we got to show love, this, that, and the other. But then when the police come and do it, it's a whole nother story. Right. That's just, that's just what I see. And, and I, and I love this because I'm still learning. Um, I, I, I'm my two oldest, my oldest boy and my youngest boy, um, my oldest boy, which is my biology, not my blood son, but he's just like my son, watches everything. And then my son, <laughs> make com- my baby son, make comments because it seems like I'm going over and beyond to compensate for him. And, like, you just make excuses because he does that, and, and, it, and it's different. But there was kind of two different – I have to be careful because they could be playing me. And, and, and that's pretty much – what I get out of this a little bit. And with the, with the two women showing a dysfunction, it's just like, wow, they allowed all this stuff to happen, and at some point they blame the man in all this dysfunction. And then the women want the men to be the leaders and be the head, but you put us in a dysfunctional situation that no matter if we go left or right, we're still in the wrong. But I'm going to leave it at that, and I'm going to be quiet. This is great. Did they put him in that dysfunction? I don't think think Rachel and Leah put Jacob in that dysfunction. Jacob could have walked away from Leah and not married. He could have walked away from Rachel and not married. So he made his choice. He made his choice. But the thing about it is there was options. If they would have took the options off the table, he wouldn't have had those options. All what I'm saying is, right, you're absolutely right with what you're saying. But if they would have got together mm-hmm, and, and 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 had a come to G, a come a meeting, they would have left him alone. And it would none of this would even have been an issue. But because they allowed him to do what he did, and they didn't say nothing, it became an issue. 
And now, I'm going to just leave it alone. Uh, First Lady, is a great lesson. I appreciate it so much. Um, this has been a great lesson. We're, I'm going to end it. Um, um, I already read verses 5 through 8, so I'm just going to expound on it just for a quick second. Um, so we know that this is talking about Joseph's dreams, okay? First of all, they don't like you because of your father, the favoritism, all of this stuff is going on. Now you want to tell me a dream to where you talk about I'm going to bow to worship. So you're going to be, you know, the, the question marks that they had. So you're going to reign over us? Oh, okay. Oh, shalt sure, thou indeed have dominion over us? So um, just to sum that up, the first dream was obvious to the brothers and they hated him even the more as the second dream involved his mother and father too. And so um, this meaning, this, this referred to um, Jacob's submission, for he would later come down to Joseph in Egypt. Now, y'all, this, this is so good. It is so much more to this. But um, at the end of the day, pray and seek wisdom from God. If you do that, that'll make, that'll turn your dysfunctional to a, you know, to a, a normal operating, <laughs> a normal operating situation. So um, just be encouraged. This is new to us. Like we, I've heard my husband say this to many parents. Like, you know, you, you're, this, this is your first time being a mother to a 20-year-old. This is your first time being a mother to a child that's on drugs. This is your first time, you know, it's not a book. And even, even if it was a book to, to guide us through it, there's no book like the Word of God. Get into the Word of God. Seek his help. You know, some things we want to pray about it. We want to say, well, let's just let the Lord. Yeah, but at the same time, God will give you the wisdom. And if things have to be handled, you just got to do what you, you got to do what you have to do. And um, this, I know this is, um, it's kind of on topic, but not, but I, I said it before. Just be careful of who you share your dreams, who you share your dreams with. These dreams had to be told. These dreams had to be told. Okay, because later on, we'll see <laughs> how everything comes back to this right here. So y'all be encouraged. If you are dealing in dysfunction, <laughs> I pray that the Lord will will fix it for you because there's absolutely nothing too hard for God. So if you find yourself having to go through situations, step back and say, well, what can, what can, what can I do? to fix this or what can I do? Matter of fact, I can't fix it. So let me just turn all of this over to the Lord. Okay. So I appreciate you all. Um, I stopped at verse number 11. Um, So just be mindful of that. And as Sister Tobert said, please take time out to listen and spend time with your children. Your children can be hurting. I know when something, Amaria is 20 years old. I know when something is wrong with her. And I'll ask, Sugar, you okay? And she'll be like, no, I'm, I'm fine, I'm fine. And I'll just hug her, give her a kiss. And she's just like, later on, she'll come back and she'll open up. So don't, don't, of course, discipline is good, but you have to wrap your arms and love on your children. You can have that child. They can be 21, 23, 24. When was the last time you hugged your children? When was the last time you kissed your kids and said, I love you? I, you know, just they can be the baddest people in the world or they can be the sweetest, the nicest. But when was the last time you loved on your kids? 
and notice when they were hurting or notice when something was bothering them, but we can't because we're so busy. We got to make the money. We got to go to work. We got to do this, but take time out for your kids. I know my kids. I get on my kids' nerves. I love them. I kiss on them. I love them because I want, I want to be there for them. But um, I thank y'all. I'm going to end at verse 11, and I'll turn it back over to my husband. But what stood out, verse 11, and y'all go back and read the rest, um, the rest of it, I guess we'll pick up next time I have Bible study. But the difference is when Joseph told his brothers, they envied him. But Joseph, uh, Jacob, once he said, yeah, he was kind of like, mate, what? Boy, what you talking about? Go sit down somewhere. But he observed. When you observe something, you're paying attention. That's it. God bless y'all. All right, all right. I, I tell you what, that was awesome. I'm, I got <laughs> members texting me now. Somebody, we need part two. We need part two. So, <laughs> great job to my lovely wife. Great job to our beautiful panel. Uh, let's do a quick round robin. Uh, just one or two different highlights uh, that we can give as a takeaway. Sister Tobert, if you're still on, we know Minister Tobert is at work. He's out of town working, and we thank God for him. Uh, Sister Tobert, do you have any any one last uh, remark? Uh, just to pay attention as, as parents to find out what's going on in your household, because some of the things that we may feel are small, or mediocre, it has a big impact. And, you know, there's just things that you may have dealt with in your in your life, and you could see as a child, this made me feel a certain way. I didn't like when this happened to me. Don't make those same mistakes when you're raising your children. So just being, being mindful of what's going on in your household to the best of your ability. Awesome. Awesome. That was an awesome response. God bless you, Sister Tober. Sister Oliver, you still on or are you back at work? Sister Oliver, you still on? Yeah, I'm on. Okay. Uh, I'm going to, what I took from it is you know, seek God first um, in all the decisions that you make. Make sure you pray and make sure that you're hearing from the Lord. And he will tell you um, who you need to share information with and who you don't need to share information with because everybody can't handle it. So just seek God first. Wow. Yeah, everybody can't handle it. That's that's good. That's good, Lady Oliver. All right, uh, Mr. Chaos, you still here? Yeah, I'm here. It was a great lesson. Um, appreciate it. Learning a lot. And I'm just can't wait to hear hear the conclusion or the next the next uh part of the lesson. So I appreciate that first lady. Thank you. <laughs> All right. All right, and we know Sister Oglesby, I think she, I know, I think she, either she was at the work, or I know she was having to do something with her mother. So let's keep Mother Anthony uh, in our pray, uh, prayers as well. And as I, I say often, parents, your greatest investment, your greatest investment is not what you can put in your 401K, it's not what you can do on Wall Street, it's not how much property you have, it's not how many cars you can drive, it's not what's in your savings or in your checking account. Your greatest investment are your children. So invest, invest, invest more, invest some more, 
into the lives of your children. Keep investing until the day is done. Keep investing. Keep pouring into them. Even when it seems like there's no, there's not going to be any good return, keep pouring into them. And I think Elder Oliver was mentioning it uh, when he was talking about even discipline. <laughs> even with investing, that you have to show some type of discipline. You have to show some type of discipline. So don't, don't be afraid. I know we live in a society that, especially here in our school system, Gwinnett County, we got so much stuff going on with our school system. Uh, the board, the Board of Education, they decided to, for the most part, just seemingly let the children do what they wanted to do and, and without much discipline. And it has caused such an uproar here in our community, and now some changes are being made. Uh, me and my wife, we have the privilege of working for the school system, and we're able to, you know, we know we can see this stuff firsthand. And in a lot of cases, it's because of what starts at home. It's because of what starts at home. So let's be careful. Your children are a product of you. Okay? And I think my wife said earlier, and then I'll be through. Let's not get it twisted. You can do all you can for your children. You can buy them the best shoes, buy them the best clothes. You can, you know, uh, do whatever. Buy them cars. You can do whatever. But that does not guarantee that your child is going to pay attention and do everything that you tell them. You can bring them up in the church, and the scriptures don't lie. You can train them up in the way they should go, and they won't depart. But that don't mean they won't trip. Okay? So let's not, let's not be, let's not be, well, my, I'm saved. My, all my children are going to be, you know, your children may trip. Okay? But keep praying for them. Keep praying for them. There's still hope. As long as they're alive, there's still hope. Okay? Oh, that's your greatest investment. Okay? So y'all be encouraged. Parenting, especially now with this generation, is not easy. It's not easy. Not that our parents or grandparents would say it was easy for them, but it's definitely not, not easy now. Our children got access to stuff. And, <laughs> I mean, Ice Pick know how to work the phone better than I do. He's four years old. So he got access to stuff at four that I can barely do at 44. And he's the child of my old age. <laughs> so he's, he's a child of my old age. He, he, when he get to elementary, he come out of elementary, I'm you know, be in my 50s then. You know, he come out of high school, I'm I'm being my sister, so yeah, bless y'all. Praise the Lord, Amen. But he's the child. I had fun, Amen. All right, all right. Let's 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 close. Father in Jesus' name, God, we just thank you. We appreciate you for the message and the message on tonight. We thank you for this great panel. We thank you that we already are getting responses that the saints are being blessed and being encouraged by this teaching on tonight. Jacob, Joseph, and, and the dysfunction in the family. God, we all can learn and grow from this, and we just appreciate you. We thank you for uh, where we're at now in this December, and thank you that our society has set, set aside time to remember and celebrate your birth. You never told us to do that, but we, as we participate and remember your birth, we're grateful for your birth, but we're even more excited for your death. You did tell us to remember and show forth your death until you come. 
As we leave this place, we never your presence. Continue to bless and anoint your people. We're praying for the sick and the shut-in. God, we're praying for the homeless. And, guys, that you would just continue to bless and open up doors for them. And as we leave this place, but never your presence, Matthew 28, 19 through 20, says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Tune in tomorrow night. Pray uh, Bishop Omar Zachary or the Zachary Family Ministries will be on tomorrow night, Facebook Live at 7 o'clock. Tune in for our power. All right. God bless you. Y'all have a good night.